0: And a pleasant good morning, everybody. Um, this is Ericles Diamateris, co-editor and publisher of the National Herald, uh, coming to you live from New York. Um, today, we have a uh, privilege and uh, a great joy in hosting Andreas C. Drakopoulos, uh, the co-president of the Stavros Nearchos Foundation. Uh, we are grateful for his time. And uh, this is our um, latest installment of our discussions with the National Herald. Um, so. Uh, Mr. Drakopoulos, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Mr. thank you and thank you for the opportunity and to start by saying uh, happy birthday to you because I believe it's a, a year since you assumed the, the responsibilities, the big responsibility of an editor and publisher of the National Herald, so well done and,
0: uh, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to have a discussion today. Well, th- well, thank you very much for that. It's very kind of you. I'm uh, filling in big, uh, big shoes here with my sister Vanessa. Um, so I just want to give our listeners and our readers and the community at large just a little bit of a background. Uh, the Stavros uh, Niarchos Foundation uh, was established in 1996. Um, Stavros Niarchos, of course, um, who happens to be Mr. Drakopoulos, uh, was Mr. Drakopoulos' uncle. Uh, was considered one of the most uh, innovative and successful uh, business executives of the 20th century um, at, at, a, at a point having the uh, largest private fleet in the world, uh, um, counting 80 tankers, among other maritime vessels. Um, his uh, philanthropic works um, uh, were highly noted, and he was just a dominant figure in business and in Greece, uh, around the world, really, um, for for a long, long time. And and upon his death, this foundation was created in order to assist uh, those in need and to advance uh, Hellenism and not only just in Greece, um, but helping people wherever they might need help, wherever in the world. So that's a very important cornerstone of the mission of the Stavros Niarchos Foundation, which uh, Mr. Drakopoulos is co-president of. Um, so uh, Mr. Drakopoulos, um, we are in a predicament these days, uh, where we have a a double a double uh, perfect storm, if you will, with a a pandemic, a global health pandemic, and a global economic recession, um, that is caused by it, how does the foundation step in? Like, where we have seen sovereign nations struggle to identify which pro- how to correct this problem, where does the foundation help in terms of? helping uh people get on their feet both economically and, and in the health sector yeah it's a very
1: it's a very good and very difficult question i think the the answers uh, has to do uh, with overall our philosophy as a as an as a global philanthropic foundation we have a we have a, a assisted with grants in more than 130 countries around the world in the last 20 26 years the the, the, main, the main question is, how, do you, how does one feel when, uh, when he works in a philanthropic organization? And I think the, 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 the most important thing to remember, at least for us, is that we're not here to replace anybody. We're here to complement. I think we're here to complement the two main pillars. The two main pillars is the, is the public, the states, and, and private. I think philanthropic organizations have the ability to come in and uh, and uh, offer ideas, help out, but always in a complementary way. I think it's a mistake, in any other way, to you know, for a for a, for, a, for a philanthropic organization to think that it can be anything else. Number one, I think even if it wanted, it couldn't, because I don't I don't care how many, you know, what the size is, uh, you're still small enough in the big scheme of things. And number two, it shouldn't be the philanthropic organizations to do anything more than other. Than, than, basically complement and work together in trying to, to facilitate the two main pillars. And again, it's all about the public and the private how they can work together in different projects, uh, for the good of society at large. So, right. in this, in this COVID, to answer more, to, I mean, more specifically about about the about the COVID situation, and we'll get if you want into the COVID thing later. But in terms of how a foundation has been affected by it. Uh, Working-wise, we are, we are lucky that we can work uh, from home. We can work through, you know, in, in this virtual virtual world. Uh, so our work has not been affected. If anything, there's more work for us. In the same philosophical uh, mold, I mean, when we think about the COVID, we try to... That's why we established in the, back in April uh, this COVID $100 million initiative Again, in the same philosophy, to try to help, we realize that this is uh, this has to do with basic uh, health-related uh, issues, but also, as we all know, and unfortunately, we are not still we are still at the beginning of it. The socioeconomic crisis that we're seeing signs of uh, that that are going to follow. I think it's important to note, at least in my opinion, that COVID was not the actual reason why everything is happening. It was, it was not the cause, it was the excuse. I think we were caught as a, as a society, as basically global societies, with our pants down. And what COVID did was uh, exacerbate and bring to the surface all the issues uh, that are, are around us. Uh, I think one of the most important things is that it reminded us that on its own, whether it's a state, or whether it's any private enterprise, on our own we cannot deal with problems anymore in this global you know in this 21st century uh, the global se- century we talk about gro- globalization the power of, of technology at the end of the day nobody on his her its own can do anything about all these issues unless we work together and I think it shows once again that only through only through collaboration we can get through this these these big problems and COVID, you know, maybe in a few months, maybe in a year, it will go away. One way or the other, it will go away. The thing is, how will we be affected as a society? What have we learned from it? And again, it's a matter of time, unfortunately. Maybe time is beyond a few years when another COVID is going to come. So, uh, but these are, these are other, other discussions that you need a lot of, a lot of good wine to drink with it. But uh, so in terms of our, of our work, we try to, to, to focus again, we always focus uh, on Greece, because this is where we come from as a family. But we are an international foundation. So we're helping both Greece and internationally. We believe also that it is the responsibility of people with means, whatever means means, whether it's power, whether it's uh, financial support, in situations like that to come in. And help in whichever way you can. Nobody is indispensable, but at the same time, everybody has a responsibility to come in and and help. So we tried to, to help, uh, always within our means. So we focused uh, at first on the health-related uh, issues and also on the on on the food supply, making sure that, that, that people, uh, you know, with organizations that help. Uh, the weakest, to to get food, to get some basic health uh, help. So we try to do that both in Greece and and internationally, uh, either directly or with smaller organizations or with other bigger ones. With the state too, especially in Greece, we have had very good collaborations. We have already spent about two-thirds of the $100 million. I believe this is another important issue about, you know, people make announcements that they're going to help. I'm a big believer that, uh, you know, you have to put your, your, your money where your mouth is and do it. Because many people just make a lot of announcements, but sometimes I wonder, you know, uh, where's the beef? You're too young to remember that. It was a, uh, I don't remember which uh, burger chain was. Wendy's said, where's the beef? So I, yeah. I believe that that one has to act also fast and you have to try to make sure you can have as much impact as you can. Uh, with what you offer, so in that way we move fast. Uh, again, it was more towards the the first uh, effects of the of the COVID, and now we are focusing more on the more longer term socioeconomic uh, issues, which unfortunately are too big for all of us, for any of us, and it's something which we all have to work together. And they all go around uh, the issue of social justice and racism, as we all know. So we all have our plates full, whether it's uh, governments, public organizations, private organizations, uh, there is a lot to do. And again, I think it all lies down to being active and and collaborating for the good of the societies.
0: You actually touched on uh, a point that I was going to bring up. I I just want to ask you a question uh, before that, just to kind of circle back to something that we already talked about. Uh, your uncle was one of those people who firmly believed in the private-public partnerships, and definitely was known as somebody who followed through on his word and um, definitely put his money where his mouth was. I think and to I be just, fair, he believed more on the private. I mean, again, of course, but that's, but that's course. a century, almost a century ago now. So, of course, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, of course, and so obviously the philanthropic initiatives have, have come largely, you know, after 1996. But I just kind of wanted to ask you and just to illuminate for our, our readers and our, and our community members, you know, you, you worked under him, you, you studied under him um, for a few years. And I just kind of wanted to know, what was the biggest takeaway of learning for a towering figure of the 20th century? What, what kind of impact did that have on you? And what, what kind of values did that instill in, in, in you? I mean, uh, a lot of
1: things, but the, the first that comes into mind is you have, you have to work hard. I don't care who you are, how rich you may be, how this, you have to work hard. And also that the more you have, the more responsibilities you have to help others also. And uh, his way of helping others was that he, that he basically endowed the foundation with which we can do all the work we do today. So it was again, hard work, and he was working as hard as anybody till the end of his life. You need to work hard, and uh, also, which is a big thing, is that the more you have, whether it's money, whether it's power, whether it's talent, the more you have, the bigger the responsibility you should uh, assume in in sharing with others. That doesn't mean you know, sharing is, is a good word. Sometimes it doesn't mean that somebody comes and takes it away from you, but the more you have, the more you have to make sure that you share it, and 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 you, because we all live within uh, a, hu- a human society. Uh, so we all have to understand that. And I think we are all understanding it maybe the hard way. I think, again, COVID has been one of these ways that basically is reminding us uh, that we don't live al- alone. And even though we had to live alone now because of the quarantines, that to get out of it, we have to work together. And it's about individual responsibility and also a social responsibility overall so again hard work and the
0: more you have the higher the responsibility you have towards society just going off of that concept of to to those who much is given much is expected uh you've spoken many times in various forums and and, and in other uh, organizations and, and, and events about the inequality and the responsibility of the wealthy uh, to do more for society than they might already be doing. Uh, do you see any movement, any, any progress towards that end on the part of the Greek top 1%? Do you think that this crisis and even the economic crisis that impacted the country for 10 years prior to the COVID situation. Do you think that they've stepped up to the plate? So I think globally there is a pressure
1: for people who have to do more. Mm-hmm. It starts I think in a more in a good way, aggressive way from the US. Uh, I don't know if, if you have followed Darren Walker who heads the Ford Foundation which very recently said something which I think is very important, and it's uh, it's it's gathering momentum. You know that most of the foundations, especially in the U.S., to be able to have the tax uh, the tax treatment they have, the favorable tax treatment, they have to give at least five percent of their value every year uh, as philanthropic grants. Uh, what uh, Diane Walker said is that you know we used to live in a society where. Foundations would contribute basically, and would will give this 5% or around there to help society. It's time to think about what about the other 95%. It's a very interesting, aggressive, and philosophical way of saying, we don't have time to just help. We have to really get into it. Mm-hmm. So as I live in the, in, 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 in the US, I'm more towards that kind of philosophy in a more aggressive way, those who have, have a big responsibility to give, to share. And again, it's not only money, it can be time, it can be talent, it can be everything. In Greece, I do have to say that yes, things have improved, but there's a long, long way way to go. And I think even the improvement has come from certain few individuals, uh, whether anonymous or, or by name. But as a whole, I don't think that uh, that society, the upper society, the upper levels of, of society, in terms of having the ability to help, that they have collectively understood what their responsibility is. So I would say there has been some improvement, but unfortunately, there is a long, long way way to go.
0: Um, yeah, uh, we are we are seeing the need for more um, from our, you know top one two percent of the populations to, to really help uh nations get out of these twin pandemics especially in greece um so i, I kind of also wanted... to,
1: to say something there because i'm 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 a firm believer of the of, of free markets of course and i believe that actually capitalism is the best system around but there are always people behind systems and i think we have lost our ways in terms of of basically humanity so there has to be uh, social justice. You can't have capitalism without social justice. And, and, and again, we have to work uh, more into making sure uh, there's a more equal life and basically more equal opportunity. And I think there are issues which falls into the, into the domain of the state and governments, but in terms of health, uh, education, etc., these have to be uh, available for everybody. And I think again, what the, what the COVID showed us is that uh, I don't care what people say about the, the public domain, it's this and it's that and it's, it doesn't work. It's the one that, that, that stood up and it's the one that really, it's people who work in the public domain, the doctors, the nurses, the, you know, mostly state, state hospitals, especially in Greece, mm-hmm. that they had to give the fight. It happened also during the 08 crisis, the economic crisis that started in the U.S., where private enterprises would have gone under if it wasn't for the, for, the, for the government and the Fed that basically printed money and saved the private enterprises. So, again, you go back towards we have to work together. It's not even, even, if, you do, even if you don't believe in it. I think we have been proven in the last 10, 15 years with all the crisis That we have to work together. Issues are too big and too global and too interconnected that nobody can get away by not by not contributing and by not working together.
0: Um, Yeah, I just want to also say that the uh, Stavros Niarchos Foundation for our readers and listeners um, is, you know, standing by the the Greek diaspora community as well, not just the Greek population within Greece, um, as you know they've. Uh, granted um, money to the Saint Nicholas Church uh, rebuilding efforts, uh, Greek and Byzantine studies at various universities, um, and more familiarly to the audience of the National Herald, uh, you might have seen our rollout of the, the digitization of Ethnikos and the National Herald archives, which was only made possible and it's available for free due to the generous donation of the Stavros Niarchos Foundation and the, uh, the input of uh, Mr. Drakopoulos to that end. So uh, a grateful community uh, salutes you in that, and we have a, 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 a means to catalog and to document our people's history away from Greece's shores um, for the last 105 years. So we wanna appreciate and, and convey our appreciation for that. Um, now, just, just to go back uh, towards the, the foundation generally, Um, since 1996, we, we know that the Stavros Narcos has, and I know there's other ways of contributing, whether it's time, talent, but in terms of treasure, it's been, you know, over $3 billion since 1996. Um, and very familiarly for, for Greeks visiting Greece, as soon as you get to Athens, that gorgeous building that you see, uh, down towards, uh, Bidas down there. Uh, The Stavros Niarchos Foundation Cultural Center could be considered a crown jewel of Athens along with the Parthenon and the city center. Um, What what was the thinking behind creating something like that, a a cultural center, uh, in the midst of the worst economic downturn uh, that Greece has seen in, in decades, and a global recession what was the what was the philosophy behind creating a cultural center you know the national uh, you know library and, and then the opera and w- w- for some people they would think that's not a, of utility at a time like that but what is what is the philosophy behind that i think the the
1: short answer is you see the utility now and I know that during, you know, when we started, when we had the idea, and again, it, it was not from the beginning the idea of developing what came out to be the SNFCC, the, the cultural center. It came into pieces. We were looking to do something something, something bigger. Uh, there was a need uh, for a new house for the opera, for the, for the, for the national uh, lab- library, for the national opera. So it all worked together. It all came together and, and we said, what a great idea. Uh, the thing is that as we were building it, yes, the crisis hit globally and in Greece. And it's one of these times that you know people said, why are you spending all this money to build a cultural center? The thing is because you need you, in life, you need hope also. You need to, you need to show that things will get better, uh, and you need hope especially for the young people too. So at the time, uh, there was a, there, there, were, there were questions even internally, Within our own organization, whether we should stop it and why we're doing it, and I was a firm believer that we keep on doing it, and we did it the best we could. At the same time, we realized there was a crisis going on. That's why we we started three initiatives of 100 million euros each to help the Greek uh, societies during that that crisis, helping the helping the young people and also helping keep alive a lot of organizations, which we did from about 2012 to 2017. For for like five years so the cultural center i think the, the dream was that people would realize that, they, that this belongs to them it doesn't belong to any government governments as i keep saying governments come and go uh, it's the people uh, that, that this cultural center belongs to and they see it as theirs as as their own and they celebrate it and they enjoy it and they respect it and that's why it's been going so so well and uh, I was actually there last night, and the, there's a lot of so much positive en- energy. And you see young people and older people, and like a real, you know, we live at a time when the the value of a true public space uh, is very high, and you don't find a lot of public of true public spaces in terms of uh, offer services to the people, free to the people, uh, you know, of of some basic quality, at least uh, in this case, it's a very high quality uh, and it's free. And uh, especially in the big cities, uh, again, the value of public spaces is, is huge. So this also served as something where people of Athens and not only of Athens can see it as their own space to go and walk, to go to the opera, to go to the library,
0: etc. I strongly encourage those who maybe have never gone to Greece, or they've gone to Greece before, um, and they haven't visited the cultural center to to take a, a short cab ride or a train ride down, it is really something extraordinary. And it does transport, transport you to a a, a a positive mental space, um, especially during COVID times where everybody has a yearning to be outside and, and feel something positive. It, it's a great place for that. I just want to circle back to something you said, Mr. Jakobulos, about um, government's coming and going, um, they do. Um, we, as Greeks who live abroad, um, as many who have homes there, as many who have businesses there um, will, will recognize there's a huge bureaucratic um, establishment um, in Greece that sometimes makes it hard to cut through the tape. Um, as somebody who has been a national benefactor at this point for Greece, um, you know, ambitious projects. Um, what has your experience been, not with one particular government, but just generally speaking? You know, how how has that experience been in trying to partner the Greek state with a nonprofit enterprise that is ambitious and and truly there for the people? Actually, it's interesting.
1: And before I get into that answer, we were talking about the about the cultural center. I think the the success of it was not only the actual re- result, which you see today, it was also the process of building it. It took about uh, almost 10 years. We worked with about seven or eight different, different governments. We had meetings every month and the collaboration was really great with seven different governments from the left to the right, everywhere. Uh, I think the, there are two truths, and they may seem that they are opposite, but but they're both true. Overall, there is there is huge bureaucracy, and it's a it's embedded into the way things get done, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing every day. It's like cancer; you need surgery to take it out. I'm not in politics, uh, so I don't want to get involved. How do you how do you get it out? But you need a very good Would surgery. you care to be? A very good surgeon to take it out. Uh, the thing is that, having said that, there are very good people who work in the public domain. And again, I go back, which sounds very philosophical, but I truly believe in it. It's all about collaborating, and it's all—it's all about building trust, building respect. And I think the success again of the of the of the cultural center came as a, as an end result because it was amazing collaboration with ministries, with, with people that people wouldn't even believe that you could work together. I mean, we worked with Syriza, who was a government on the left. We had one of the best collaborations ever. I think people, we build trust on both sides. People realize that this is for the good of society. There are no hidden agendas. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes the private sector complains too much about the public sector, but sometimes the private sector is part of the, of the problem too because they have their own agendas which is okay they want to make their own their, their own profits uh, For us it's easier because we don't have any agenda we're just in the in the philanthropic grant making uh, space so it's easier for us to to see through all the all the clouds and try to to take advantage of the good collaboration that can exist because it all depends listen behind every organization or every state or every government or every private thing, there are people, they're individuals. It's all about people. So even though overall it's a huge problem, I think if everybody tries, you can find there is, there is light. And I can say that the, because we we delivered the cultural center three years ago to the Greek state, to the people, not, not to any government, to the people. And we're doing something similar now. We're in the midst, at the beginning, of the health initiative, which is about a 400 million uh, euro project, which uh, involves a lot of uh, sub-projects, but also the main uh, core parties we're building through new hospitals. Uh, with Renzo Piano as an architect, we're building the... Which I didn't know that outside of Athens, is, there's no pediatric hospital in Greece. So we're, we're building a new pediatric hospital in the Saloniki. And two general hospitals in Komotini, which is in the northeast of Greece, and also uh, in Sparti, in Laconia. Uh, and again, we have been working uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a great collaboration with the current government. We started with the previous government. So my main point is everybody, you know, for a collaboration, it's not a one-way street. You all have to work together. And I think sometimes we're too strict against the public domain saying it's all their fault and, you know, their bureau. Yes, they have the, the leading role in establishing what the rules are because they are, they are the state. But I think uh, I'm, I'm an optimist. And I think that, the, again, in, in good collaborations and if both sides try hard, you can make it happen, even though the overall status is truly a very, you know, bureaucratic one
0: we we know that the well it's fantastic for our um, readers and listeners that don't know um, outside of athens it's a totally different ball game so what mr jacopoulos is saying where these projects are occurring in the north part of greece as he said there's no pediatric hospital outside of the capital uh, the, these are going to transform the healthcare in a large swath of northern greece places that might have otherwise have been forgotten and legislative agendas And it's highlighted in the the facility of doing something like that as a nonprofit, ambitious uh, foundation. Um, So that is a transformative measure for the healthcare system of Greece in the North. So um, that's just, that's terrific. Uh, On a personal level, um, you you split your time between the United States and Greece. Uh, um, The relationship between Greece and the United, uh, Greece and its diaspora, uh, Cyprus as well, um, is a little bit complicated. Um, there is historically, uh, Greeks abroad have contributed immensely to Greece, even before it was an organized Greek state, one could argue without them, there would be no organized Greek state with and, and great national benefactors, like Benikes and, and you, are con- you are contributing to that legacy of people who have gone outside of Greece only to give back purely. And it's very difficult for some within the country to understand for no gain. Uh, it, it really is just for the benefit of the country. So do you believe that the mentality of Greeks within Greece is changing towards that diaspora? Do you, do you sense that there is some tension still there in that relationship? Well, how
1: I would describe it, number one, I'm very happy both as an American and as, as a Greek, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that the last few years, and it's not only the last couple of years, but it goes the last five, six, seven years mm-hmm. on how good the, the relations are between the US and Greece. And I think it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. In terms of like Greece, Uh, domestically understanding, appreciating, utilizing the diaspora or any Greek who lives outside of Greece. To put it mildly but bluntly at the same time, I think the answer is no. I think uh, the whole system in Greece, the way it works, uh, does not, again, to put it mildly and bluntly, at the same time, they do not start to appreciate what greeks outside of greece do for greece overall and how much they could use them together to do even 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 greater things for greece and greeks uh, who live here in in greece so the answer is unfortunately no i don't think they they're even at the beginning of realizing and appreciating having said that uh, that has been the case for as long as greece has been alive so one can keep complaining about it, or you can just keep, you know, keep doing what you can and what you think uh, you should be doing as a Greek, uh, and, uh, and at the same time hope that things will change. But it is a sad chapter, I think, of Greece as a nation that overall has not understood and appreciated what Greeks outside of Greece have done, keep doing, and could do even more for Greece as
0: a nation. Um, unfortunately, that that is true. We've seen that play out time and time again, people just trying to help uh, and sometimes being barred from doing so. Um, I want to finish uh, with our last question here. Um, in terms of the foundation, um, do you believe that the foundations and your own personal goals within it, um, are being fulfilled. Uh, do you have any regrets um, over the years? Um, and what are some of the the next major projects? We we touched on the northern Greek healthcare revitalization. Um, what 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 can we expect uh, next from the Stavros Narcos Foundation? And if you have any regrets, any any or your goals being fulfilled, I have
1: no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> We've done, a
0: uh,
1: way to live. We, we've done the best we could. I think it's interesting how since we were born as a foundation 1996 after my uncle died, uh, the whole industry of philanthropy has evolved tremendously. I think we were lucky again, and I thank my uncle for it, for endowing us, for uh, endowing foundation and giving us the opportunity to be able to do all the good work. I think uh, it's an interesting uh, notion about philanthropy overall that the uh, older philanthropic organizations uh, continue to exist, of course, uh, and their mission seems to be maintaining the legacy of the founder. You have now a new trend in in philanthropic uh, organizations, private ones, family ones, individual ones. uh, People uh, realize the need to have immediate impact, that the that the problems are too huge, and if you if you can help, you should help now. Going back to what Darren Walker of the Ford of the Ford Foundation said, it's not about the five percent every year that you give out; it's about digging in into your ninety-five percent core. And if you can help now, and the need is there, you should help. You go to the Gates Foundation, which basically uh, tries to do everything now. And if uh, Mr. Gates or his wife if they pass away there's a whole clause how quickly they would have to pay, pay out. we have uh, something in between but more towards the latter uh, as long as we can help and as there's need we will continue to help we have a we are one of the few foundations i believe globally that we are open for business 24/7 anybody has any 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 uh, any uh, thought about a project uh, they can send us by, you know, uh, through our site uh, and we have a general, a, a general uh, uh, thing that we follow. We say, if we believe that a project that comes in, if we believe that it can add value to society, and if the people who run it are well prepared, uh, honest, efficient, and want to help, we almost turn it around and we say to ourselves and internally, how could we say no? And I think it's a, it's a very, uh, it has helped us a lot in many ways. Number one, not to, not to become arrogant. Uh, we are there uh, to give, we're there to do the best we can to help. And we will continue. We have no agenda. We don't try to, uh, we don't have any policy. Uh again, we, we've been to 130 countries. We cover basically all areas. From time to time, we do some, some bigger projects, but we pay the same attention to the smaller ones. We've done some, some, some large projects in the US. We're very happy that uh, we were supposed actually now, next month, uh, to, to inaugurate uh, the New York Public Library on Fifth Avenue, the new branch, which is called the Stavros nyakos Foundation Library, across the main building on 42nd Street, which is an amazing building. Uh, and it's a circulating library and and, uh, and it's going to open it's opening now gradually but we're going to have a thing a bigger opening event next year uh, we've done with the rockefeller university in in New York we've done with john Hopkins, the agora institute which is a it's the notion of the agora again of a safe and efficient public space for people to get together to collaborate to try to figure out solutions to the problems so, of we have as a, as humanity. So we will continue to be there as long as we have the means, we, we have the health, we will continue to give it all we have. It's like, as you say, it's a way of life. And as I tell my children every night when you go to bed, know that you have given it all you could that day. It doesn't mean you're not gonna make mistakes. I'm, I'm sure we have made mistakes. Uh, as I say to many people, I'd rather if, uh, if people call us a bit stupid, by having given too much somewhere and people saying, well, you didn't give us here. You could have given us, and we, you know, we could have done good society. Uh, so give it all you have and keep trying and, uh, keep living.
0: Yeah. Uh, all very good advice. Um, I would just like to thank Mr. Dracopoulos for your time, um, for your energies spent, um, Hellenism, Hellenes, Philhellenes and, uh, um, freedom, loving people, and people who want to see progress everywhere owe you a great debt of gratitude um, and your exceptionally talented team for putting together projects and initiatives um, that will impact now and in the future um, and showing the way, at least in our community, um, along with many others, of course, but just within the prism of the Greek community, providing an example that we in the United States know as the great philanthropic movement at the turn of the 20th century with the Carnegie's and the Rockefellers and, and the Fords and, and people of that nature. We need to foster that kind of mentality in Greece as well so that the country um, it, along with the public sector gets a whole lot back from its most talented and and blessed uh, financially individuals. So. Uh, a great, great debt of gratitude and thank you again for the foundation um, helping to digitize our archives um, so that it is there for the people. This newspaper, uh, like your foundation, is there for the people. Um, we, we, we're, we're there to, to, to give everybody a chance to tell their story. Everybody's got a story and it needs to be told. Um, and so again, thank you so much uh, for all the work that you and your foundation do. Um, and I hope that you stay safe in the days to come. Thank you very much and thank you for the opportunity to share uh, our thoughts.
1: We're very lucky we are in this position that you explained Mm -hmm. and it's our responsibility to try to do the best we can because we are lucky to be able to be in this position to help out. And many congratulations to you and your family also for all that you have done uh,
0: for the people. Thank you very much, Mr. Akopoulos, and uh, appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Very good, thank you. Bye-bye.